0: Love, Talk
1: Radio. Good morning, animal people, and welcome to the Pet Place Radio Show. I'm Marie Hewitt, and this morning, cinematographer extraordinaire Sandra Moore will be checking in and explaining about a brand-new website she's created for filmmakers who are working on animal-related projects. She's done a truly remarkable thing that you'll definitely want to hear all about. Then, after our halftime break, Inez De Pablo from Wagon Enterprises has the scoop on the coolest pet accessory I have ever seen. All this and more is just ahead here on the Pet Place Radio Show on Retro 1260. Welcome back. You're listening to the Pet Place Radio Show on Retro 1260. I'm Marie Hewitt, and I'd also welcome to the Pet Place Sandra Moore. Hi, Sandra. How are you doing?
2: Hey, how are you? Thanks for having me, and thanks for all the incredible work you're doing to save the lives of animals and shelters and getting dogs and cats adopted. It's just incredible. You've been doing, I've known since 2002, and I bet longer. How long have you?
1: Gosh, you know, well, we. least, started the Pet Place TV show about twenty years ago. So wow. yeah, we we've been around in one way or another for a long, long time now. <laughs> but uh yeah, it's lots of fun. I mean, who wouldn't want to help all the little fuzzy, furry, scaly, feathered little critters out there?
2: <laughs> you do a great job.
1: Thank you. And you've been doing something really special lately. And I'm, I'm so impressed because, you know, in my real job, I actually do a lot of visual acquisition for television shows, educational television shows. And it's, it's not easy finding clips for what we need sometimes. And you are very specifically creating a special website that has video clips for producers or news people or documentarians who are putting together shows about animal welfare and other animal-related issues. Is that right?
2: Uh, That's right. In fact, the way that I first met Pet Place and learned of the TV show, Pet Place, was because the the producer, senior producer at the time, Gary Lichen, called me and asked me if I had any video footage that was high quality of animals in shelters. He was hoping to use this video to create a, a package that would be played on TV and inspire people to get involved, to donate, to visit the site, and, and to actually rescue an animal. And so we set it up. We sent him the video, but it was a process. It was making sure he had the right tape and you know, sending it as fast as possible to the studio. And it occurred to me after doing this for about ten years, wouldn't it be fantastic if video clips, were kept in a digital library right on the internet where for absolutely free people like the pet place or other media places like cnn who recently used the video could actually search for the video they need find the clip that they like and click download immediate clip right on their desktop ready to put on tv
1: and that's really how it works and and we're in a of technology where that's possible. Ten years ago when we had creakingly slow dial-up, <laughs> we would have never been able to do this, but now everybody has high speed, they've got fast computers, they've got space on their computers, so you can transfer these really high-res, nice-looking video files, and And it's just great that you're doing this.
2: And, and it's so incredible, too, that for those of us that are trying to help animals, the Internet has provided a new, high-speed, exciting way for them to become a game player in this whole media game. You know, uh, big big places like, um, you know, uh, the dairy industry or uh, places that, you know, advertise the use of animals in ways that maybe we don't agree with, have millions and millions of dollars to get the word out to the media. Mm-hmm. But generally speaking, animal organizations that are running on shoestring budgets that are really, really just the uh, donations of their members or people that visit their site, that those people are, can barely compete. And now, how wonderful that we can be a game player in this whole media. Uh, arena, And if somebody out in Oklahoma wants to cover the story of adopting pets from a shelter, they have everything you need at freeanimalvideo.org to put together a video and get it out to the news station or up on their own website. Absolutely.
1: And another cool thing, I don't know if you've thought about this, there are a lot of kids in high school now who are taking video production classes. And I know a lot of kids want to do little mini documentaries on animal related issues because kids really do have a very strong passion for animal related issues I think more so than older folks who are a little set in their ways and may not have the most humane ideas. So they put together just some incredible videos and of course they always post them on YouTube. They're very YouTube proficient. So by having access available for them too, I think we're opening the door to just lots of great stuff. You're opening the door to lots of great stuff.
2: <laughs> yeah, not it, they're learning to edit. They love editing these kids. They love putting their videos on YouTube. They have a message that they want to send. this generation is probably more green and, and eco-friendly than any other generation that we've ever seen. And they're more technically um, adapted to the environment of, editing media than anybody we've ever seen. So here we have a place at freeanimalvideo.org where they don't have to sign up, they don't have to become a member, they don't have to spend a penny. They simply look at the video and choose if they want it or not. And once they they uh, decide if they want it, it comes to them within seconds, Under usually under 45 seconds to get a high-definition clip that they can put into their video. So it's really, the ripple effects, I think, will be extraordinary. And I should probably mention that this site was co-founded with Patty Schenker. She is a huge animal advocate and has made enormous, enormous contributions to all types of animal causes, everything from elephants to farm animals to um, laboratory testing and especially provided a lot of the footage that you see on freeanimalvideo.org.
1: Okay, I was just going to ask you, let's let's remind everybody what the website is, freeanimalvideo.org? That's correct. Okay, no hyphens or underscores, it's just all one word basically, freeanimalvideo. That's right. Video. Okay, very good.
2: And can people
1: submit their own videos that they've made?
2: Absolutely. It's so easy to do. On the website, there's a place that says add my video. They just put their name, that it's okay to use the video, otherwise known as a media release. Okay. And then they click upload my video now and they can either upload it right to the site and we just approve it and put it up or they can send us their tape and we will convert it into QuickTime movies and send back their tape, no, no charge.
1: Okay, and, and what do you do to make sure it's actually their video that they're uploading and not somebody else who's, who hasn't given permission?
2: Well, somebody that signs a release is going to probably think hard whether or not they uh, pirate video. Okay. Um, the release is is pretty um, standard. It, it really does... Um, it really does insist that you that you are sure that this is your video and that you have the rights to share it. And with animal people, they are very, very careful. I notice with animal organizations, they are very careful about these types of things because they just want the good press and they don't re- they don't need any bad press and they don't want any legal problems. So we we carefully screen the videos.
1: Okay, so if I download something from the site, I could feel fairly confident that that it is indeed. Uh, ready to use, and I don't have to worry about in- infringing on anybody's rights.
2: That's right. It, it says um, in the in the site there's two sections. One, tons and tons of stock footage, and then one small section has promotional videos. These are videos that are already edited, and they have music under them. And we we show right in the site that you know the promotional videos, you know it's a little gray area. Please don't use these. But if you find the footage in the stock footage area, uh, go for it. Go ahead and repost it uh, or use the video. Promotional videos are allowed to be reposted, but things such as the music that's underneath and and some of the other footage that's in there is not cleared for re-editing into your own piece.
1: Okay, okay, that makes sense. And that's all explained in depth on the website, too, so that's good to know. I know that that's a big concern for people who do make films. Um, They want to make sure that... They're not going to get sued later, and I'd hate for any of the little animal organizations to have a lawsuit when they can barely afford taking care of the animals right now. So that's good to know. Sandra, what kind of footage do you have? You mentioned you have some footage of elephants, um, dogs, cats. What else do you have in there?
2: Okay, well, let's just take a look. I'm about to upload 100 HD clips of farm animals because this weekend we were at Animal Acres, which is a farm animal sanctuary.
1: Yeah, they've been on the show a few times.
2: Have they really? Yeah, they're
1: great. We love them.
2: (laughs) Oh, it was so sweet. I brought my niece and nephew, and my niece got in the car after petting a chicken for about a half hour that was literally purring. Uh, She got in the car, and she said, She said, Auntie Saw, I think I'm going to be a vegetarian. And I was just like, wow, that's (laughs) fantastic. You know, just making the connection that animals are so beautiful and we want to take care of them. So um, those will go up soon. But right now what we have, if we look under our most recent video clips that have gone up, you'll see that many, many, many different categories are included. For instance, we have shots of bison in Catalina. Oh, wow. uh, on Catalina Island, there are these beautiful bison that have just received birth control so that they don't procreate so much that it uh, becomes a food issue. Uh, we have a shot of an incredible orangutan um, in a zoo, unfortunately, but um, just showing his eyes and his face up in high definition, he looks almost human. Mm-hmm. Um chicken's going in and out of a hen house, a black and white cat in a cage at the shelter, um, a Bengal tiger at Paws Sanctuary, an elephant reaching out to the camera with its trunk, mm-hmm. a, a abandoned horse at a city shelter, mm-hmm. a black dog playing in the grass, uh, we've got a brown and white Chihuahua in a cage, a calico cat in a cage. Uh, a lot of these videos come from shelters, and I think they're going to be really helpful to animals in shelters because one of the things I always hear about people that want to cover the story of overpopulation and pet overpopulation is like, oh my gosh, I just can't go into the shelter with a camera, it will break my heart. Mm -hmm. And now they don't have to. (laughs) That's
1: (laughs) fabulous. And I know the stuff that you shoot is just going to be phenomenal looking stuff, but do you have quality requirements for people who are uploading their own shots?
2: I do have, these are great questions. I do have a standard. You mentioned the release before. One of the standards I have is that we carefully check the release because CNN is extremely picky, and that's one of our favorite places to give media to. They really, really want to know that the video footage is free and clear. So this is a priority, the release. Second priority, yeah, uh, to answer your question, is that at freeanimalvideo.org, we really encourage people to send in shots that are in focus and not too shaky. Um, We prefer high definition because that's where the industry is going. And we prefer good quality video. So there is a lot of video that's not making it into the site just because it's on the amateur side. That being said, there'll be more than 1,000 clips up there by the end of the month, and we just started in July.
1: Wow. (laughs) That is just amazing. I'm definitely going to check out some of the clips that you have up there because it just sounds wonderful.
2: And as you're doing your promos for your site, feel free to just grab that footage and use any footage that you'd like there.
1: I sure will. Well, Sandra, it's been great talking with you, and this project is just fabulous, and I wish you huge success with it.
2: Okay, and you too, and thanks for all you do for animals, right? Thank
1: you. Well, we need to take a very quick station break now, but don't go away. We'll be right back with Inez de Pablo from Wagon Enterprises here on the Pet Place Radio Show on Retro 1260. Welcome back to the Pet Place Radio Show. Enes de Pablo is joining us now. Welcome to the Pet Place, Enes. Thank
0: you for having me.
1: So you have a very special organization called Wagon Enterprises. What is that?
0: What is that? That is a company that I started about three years ago. Actually, we're going to have our third anniversary in August. Um, Congratulations. It's a pet emergency management company. Okay. So it's based on the concepts of regular human emergency management with the cycle, which is mitigation, preparedness, response, and recovery. And I just took that to the pet industry. Okay. So we're trying to help pet parents and first responders mitigate pet emergencies prepare for them, and then respond to them so that their recovery, that they either have no recovery or or have a lesser recovery, less tragic. Okay. Well, what is your background? My background, um, I'm a foreigner. I'm a happy french Franco-Swiss type mutt. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, I have a bachelor's in criminal justice. Um, I did a master's in emergency management at George Washington University. And... Uh, other than that I've I have i was an EMT um I mean I've, I've I have a lot of um kind of firearms background type training background and I did a little bit of um like police work not with the police department like a training law enforcement and well, stuff like that so that's a real
1: I, impressive uh, emergency management background but where do the animals come into the picture
0: the animals well, I've always had animals ever since I've been I, I came here in 97 Ever since I've been here, I had either a cat or a dog, and Gypsy is one of my dogs, and she is always in trouble. I mean, she has, like, a membership at the local Hope Center. The Hope Center is, like, the 24-hour emergency clinic in the oh, northern no. Virginia area. So if she could have done something wrong, I mean, she ate a cactus. She started by eating a cactus. I was like, mm, Yikes. thank you. So in one Virginia, so there, I mean, I had a one little plant of cactus, and she ate it. So. Yeah, I was saying. And was I, I, I learned the hard way with all these emergencies you know, like that pets. Even if you do everything right, something can happen to them. And what if you don't know what to do? You're gonna panic. Mm-hmm. If you panic, you're not. No one that has ever panicked has gotten a good result. Sure. So, because you, you know, you're like implement. You're, you're gonna like improvise. You're gonna do goofy things, and it might make the situation worse. So you just take everything that I've known about emergency management and you just apply that to the pet industry, which is really simple. There, there are plants that are poisonous to pets. So. <laughs> If you know your dog, or you have a lab puppy. Let's not plant cactuses in the backyard for a while. <laughs> you know things like that. And yeah. then, I mean, of course, the like a long list of plants that the ASPCA, you know, lists as poisonous to pets. Like the, the tomato plant. The tomatoes itself itself is not poisonous, but the tomato root and the plant, the actual um, green thing part of the tomato, that's poisonous to pets. Okay. So if you if you that's how you can mitigate. Get pet insurance. Make sure that. You, there are things you can do that just altogether prevent an emergency. One of my favorite mitigation tools is think like a dog. Uh, like Get yourself you on all four yeah. in your house and look at your house from a pet's perspective. Okay, so down on your you hands lo- and knees. And if you think, yuck, change that to, mm, yummy. Okay. If you see a bug, see, oh, that looks absolutely de- delectable, like I must have one. If it looks like a plug, yeah, that's something to play with. It's like a stick that moves, right? So now that's how you can then baby better baby proof or doggy proof or kitty proof your house.
1: Okay, that makes sense.
0: So get so down on like your hands and knees and do the
2: Exactly. Your and time. and then
0: remember when you go in the kitchen like if you leave dog cookies on the stovetop, mm-hmm. no, remember you are on your all fours, and you're looking up and you're like, "Hmm, if I was a dog, I would totally want those cookies." So try to get up and and see what well, it would be in the way between you and those cookies. Generally, it's the little buttons that start the stovetop. Okay. And if you have gas stovetop, you can just, you know, if you know that when you turn on the, the gas stovetop, even if, if you don't turn it completely, it's not going to com- It's not going to ignite. It's just going to let a gas leak.
1: Right. And that so that's very a problem. Dangerous. And
0: then if you have an electric stovetop and you left the cookie box on the stovetop and I bump into it, I can start the actual ignition of one of the plates And if the cookie box happens to be on there, guess what's going to happen? It's going to be set on fire, and now your whole house is going to be set because, one, the fire is going to jump to something else. This actually happened in Alexandria to a firefighter. He left dog cookies, dog biscuits on his stovetop. His beagle jumped for it and didn't get the cookies, but he ignited the box. And he was at the station at work, and he got the call, and he was like, I know that address. That's my house. (laughs) So, I mean, it's a lot of little things. If you think like a dog you're going to be closer to understanding how they think. if, And that will help you mitigate more emergencies. Like if you have a lad that loves to chase the ball around Christmas, there is no point in buying, like, the uh, ornament, the glass ornaments, because a glass ornament is just, oh, you just put, like, a super ball on the tree for me. And if they chew on the glass, that's a lot of damage. I can kill them.
1: Sure. So Absolutely.
0: look baby-proof your house. Think like a dog okay and if you have a cat that's fine think like a cat like where can i jump on Mhm. <laughs> what can i chew on if you have a kitten why can i chase so and that's all things that help and then that doesn't mean that you're going to prevent every emergency so therefore you should get prepared learn pet first aid a lot of owners you know i have a good dog my dog never gets in trouble well that's great i mean i'm the best driver that doesn't mean I'm not going to get into an accident.
1: Sure, sure. You
0: can do everything right. It just takes one other dog, or one car, or one kid, to or, or any person, to make your day, you know, more expensive at the vet's office. So all when these you- things are to keep in mind. That you need to be, you, if you can mitigate the emergency, please do so. Okay. Know how to what's dangerous. If you don't know what's dangerous you will know that you have to mitigate it in the first place.
1: Sure. And then can I ask you a question? Sure. Wagon Enterprises has some pet safety products. Can you tell me a little bit about this? I mean, I love all the advice you're giving, but let's talk about some of the goodies that Wagon Express or Wagon Enterprises is offering.
0: No problem. Well, part of that whole mitigation now is the preparedness. So prepare, make sure you get trained in pet first aid, and then get a pet first aid kit. Okay. Um, If you know that the temperature in a car is going to go really up really fast in the summer, within like 10 minutes you can go up like 20 or 30 degrees inside of a closed vehicle. Mm -hmm. If you get trained in pet first aid, you will know to recognize a pet that's in distress, whether it's yours or somebody else's pet, and then you will also know how to apply all the things that are in the first aid kit to that animal, Mm -hmm. how to provide aid. So these are some of the things. So we have auto alert tags that you can leave in your car that will let you know once the temperature inside the car gets above 85, the inside piece of the the auto alert tag will turn red and say like, danger, get out. That means no child or no animal should be left in there, or no elderly person or anyone should be left in that car without air conditioning or, like, all windows open.
1: Well, you know, yeah. even when you're driving, you might feel comfortable in the front seat driving down the highway. Yeah, that's another
0: thing. But in not the back seat... seat, seat belt, so we do recommend, we absolutely want you to buckle up your dogs sure. or your cat, put them in a crate. Okay. Um, dogs have no business in the front seat. They need to be buckled up in the back. The airbags have not been designed for, for dogs or pets. They've been designed for adult humans. Uh-huh. Even if you have a Great Dane, that not, that's not not an adult human. It might be heavier than most adult humans, but it's not, and they have no business in the front seat. It could, the airbag deployment can kill them.
1: Now, you sent me an email about this really cute thing that Wagon Enterprises has, and it's a, a little bandana that not only is fashionable, but it has all kinds of, First aid and emergency tips on what to do printed on the fabric. Printed,
0: yes. So there's a lot of pet, of pet, of, or of, 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 I'm sorry, of, of regular human for, uh, first aid bandanas and survival bandanas, but no one had ever thought about doing a pet first aid bandana. So we designed that to make sure that it covers the ABCs, the airway, breathing, and circulation, in case you have an elderly pet and you or your pet gets into a lot of trouble, like poisoning, emergency, or electrocution, you can do the CPR and the rescue breathing on your animal. And it also has a lot of information about if your pet has seizure, what to do, or if you find another pet that has seizures, heat and um, cold injuries, snake bites, bug bites. And it gives a full list of uh, situations that will require emergency veterinary care. Okay. Can you give
1: me an example? What do you do if your pet is bitten by a snake?
0: Well, if the pet is bitten by a snake, there's, like, really, it depends on the snake. Um, do not suction on it. Do not, like, you know, like, forget the movies. Hollywood doesn't have it right. Um, do not go start, like, sucking the blood out because you're going to poison yourself, and if you're rendered incapacitated, then you will not be able to help anyone. If you can, you have to keep the, the pet extremely calm. Uh, if you increase, if you if you start to panic or you start, you know, to act erratically, the pet's blood pressure is going to go up, and that poison is going to spread through the pet much faster. So you really want to keep that pet calm. You do not want to elevate the limbs. If you have soap, like let's say you're hiking in the Shenandoah or, you know, somewhere far away from the road, and you do not have access to, like, your car immediately to take to immediate transport... There is not much you can do other than with regular soap and water wash the wound and again and then start transporting really calmly. Okay. Um, there is Would anti you carry venom and medicine? we don't recommend anti venom.
1: Okay.
0: Simply because there are too many types of snakes and, and anti venom is extremely expensive and it's better rendered by a veterinarian altogether. I mean, it's like by the pound. It might, Depending on the anti venom, it can cost up to like $500 per pound of anti-venom that you're going to have to give to a 50-pound dog. Mm-hmm. So you're going to ruin yourself. So really make sure to talk to your veterinarian before you go on a hike. You know, around here in Virginia we have copperheads. So keep your pet on a leash. Okay. If a, a pet, the only, there is really the only mitigating thing that you can do to prevent a dog from ever, like, thinking a snake is fun is to go to California and get trained in um, – snake prevention.
1: Yeah, we've actually discussed that here on the show before we had uh, one of the class uh, leaders come on and and talk a little bit about that. Yeah, that that. is really
0: the best way because, I mean, you can try, it's really hard to do it. I don't recommend you do any of that training, you know, at home. It has to be done by professionals. They have the right snakes. They have taken the venoms out of the snakes. Mm -hmm. That is really the best training. My is
1: We only have just a short amount of time, so you have so much information, but I bet a lot of this is on your website. Can we give your website out?
0: Sure, absolutely. Everything is on wagons 4 com. That's W-A-G-N, the number four, and the letter U, dot com.
1: Okay. Well, this is a fun and functional uh, subject in so many ways, and I hope our listeners will look into your company further.
0: Perfect. Thank you so much for having us. And if you have any questions, there is a contact um, on the website. So I'm more than happy to answer any questions your listeners may have.
1: Very good. It's time for our final break of the morning, but we'll be right back with Pet Place News and Events on Retro 1260, so don't go away.
0: (laughs) We're back on the Pet
1: Place Radio Show. I'm Marie Hewitt, and it's time for Pet Place News and Events. Efforts to get a dog park in Mission Viejo are moving forward after a few halts last year. Susan Sellers has developed a website where people can get more information. Go to www.mydogpark.com. And the recent Forever Friends event at the Orange County Animal Care Center helped 79 dogs, 63 cats, and two rabbits find forever homes. Great job to Ryan and all the staff over at the Orange County Animal Care Center. The Newport Beach City Council recently voted to allow dogs on the beaches between September 15th and May 15th. Previously, dogs were restricted between 9 a.m. and 5 p.m. Five council members voted to approve the new change. Only Ed Selleck and Don Webb wanted to keep restricting the dogs. Keep that in mind when elections come up in November. And don't forget to check out the Pet Place website at PetPlace.org to find out more Pet Place news. And once there, click on the contact link and say hi or give us some suggestions for topics you'd like to hear discussed on the show. That's all for me today. Remember, pets need love and a home too. We'll be back next weekend here on AM 1260. I'm Marie Hewlett. Please spare or neuter your pets and have a wonderful day.